Have you noticed lately that children have changed? Their demeanor, their kindness level, their ability to relate to each other. What is happening there? Our guest today, Brittany Plameri, is an elementary school teacher, an author, and a mom. She's noticed the change in kids over the past several years, and it's showing the kids are struggling with being kind and having empathy. Today, she's going to talk to us about teaching kindness, and more importantly, teaching manners, yes, even to toddlers. She's got a unique way of doing this, and I know you're going to love hearing her thoughts and ideas. So please welcome Brittany Plameri to the show. Welcome to the Teaching Your Toddler Interview Podcast, where we feature experts, authors, personalities, and entrepreneurs to help with everything related to parenting. Find out about us at teachingyourtoddler.com and enjoy the show. Hello, this is Mary Jo Tinlin from Teaching Your Toddler, and today we have a very special guest, Brittany Plumeri. She's going to talk to us about some of her observations she's had as a school teacher, as well as some of her books she's written so that she can help teach our toddlers better manners. So Brittany, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, your family, um, and all, and that. Hi, everyone. Um, I am Brittany Plumeri, and... A little bit about me. I am a mom of two, expecting a third. I have a five-year-old son um, named Noah and a daughter, Ella, who is one. And now my third, which we are going to be surprised about. And I am so excited. Um, for the past nine years, I've been in the same elementary school, was through a bunch of different grades. Um, the highest was fourth. And I've realized over the past couple of years that the manners section has kind of become something where it wasn't just coming out of their mouth anymore. Like if Mm. you handed something, it wasn't just an automatic thank you or an automatic, please, can I have this? It was more of me saying, oh, how do we ask for that? Or how, um, how could we say that more kinder Mm -hmm. and in trying to get them to realize how important just using manners and being kind really is. Mm -hmm. And that's what sparked my whole writing career here as an author. I was, you know, looking endlessly for books for my fourth graders that, you know, when they get to that age, it's not so much as easy to be like, oh, how should you do that? You know how you're supposed to do it. But for them, it was a little bit easier to explain it to them when the shoe became on the other foot. Mm Mm-hmm. So the first book I ever wrote was um, The Merslings, and that was geared towards my fourth graders and kind of switching it up a little bit. So it wasn't just about how do you say it and listening to somebody else's story. It was the shoe became on the other foot and Noah was a bully. And then in the end, he started to get somebody mean at him and he realized why it was wrong. So it wasn't so much just a, this is how you act kind. It was Mm. okay. Now, now you're understanding it's not so nice to be hearing mm-hmm. those things. Congratulations on your expectation. Thank How you. exciting. Thank Yay. You. A good, uh, good expansion there. And I love that you have, that you're not going to find out um, that it's a surprise. I, I did that with two of my three didn't find out, but the third one, it was like, eh, we need to know. Cause the, the room situation, <laughs> you know, it was like, who's room where this is this baby going to go in. So anyway, well, good. Congratulations. Thank you. And, and that's so exciting about your um, writing career. Unfortunate reason that you had to start it because you couldn't find what you wanted, but glad that you were resourceful um, to, to get those started. So 
What do you think, you know, as you were saying that and you saw it in the last several years or whatever, I mean, what do you think is the cause of that? Is it te- is it parents just not teaching each other? Is it oh, we don't have enough role models of good people or sorry, people with, with good manners? Like what's happening there? I just think we live in a time where it's really hard for the parents to be home. Mm. Everybody has to work extra hours to try to just even make a living. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these kids are forced to kind of either stay with each other in aftercares or be in the daycares early or, you know, even at night. I mean, I'm guilty of it too. Sometimes I come home, I'm exhausted and, Mm -hmm. you know, the TV's your friend. So a movie pops on. And as much as I try to be diligent about it and, and try not to do those things, you can't help but some nights of just throwing in the towel and be like, okay, I'm, I'm tired. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, um, (laughs) my five-year-old has kindly taught me and um, he was the reason of the toddler manners books, <laughs> how much <laughs> they whine. And mm. as many times as you say, please don't, you know, ask for your words nicely. It just is an incessant whine. And mm-hmm. um, <laughs> so he kind of sparked that whole seeing it from the other side, because if you would have asked me years ago, my opinion, I wouldn't have been on both sides to be able to give you an honest truth of an opinion. Right. But now, I mean, I just think as much as everybody tries to and really wants to, it's just, it's impossible to always be present. And the Mm -hmm. moms that are home power to you because (laughs) it is hard. Everything Mm -hmm. all around is hard. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. I also feel like a lot of times, especially in like TV shows when I would watch over what my kids were watching, they did not see that in the cartoons or the Disney shows or whatever that they were watching. They just didn't have those role models of other kids being kind to each other. Or, you know, it was always the, the plot lines were always centered around the lie or just, you know, something like that. And they and they weren't seeing them say, say kind things to each other. Um, have you watched YouTube recently? <laughs> it is horrific. Mm-hmm. It is horrific. I actually pulled my son from it because there was this one video and um, I didn't think I needed to monitor kids YouTube. Like mm-hmm. YouTube has like its own like kids YouTube. And my son in the past like couple weeks at the time was getting fresher. Like his attitude and everything about him was getting meaner. And I was like, I don't understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I, um, he's five, but I still had a monitor in his room so I can watch him through the night. And he was watching a YouTube video in his room. And I heard this little boy screaming at his mom mm-hmm. on this video. And oh. I was like, what are you watching? Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm watching this kid. And I was like, I watched the video and he was horrendous at how disrespectful this kid was to his mom. Mm. And it was just not something I thought that people put out there. Like, how mm-hmm. can anybody find that funny? But I guess, you know, I don't, I get, I don't get a lot of humor. So mm. um, we ended up pulling YouTube all together. So he's not allowed to watch it anymore. And it definitely has triggered him back into being more respectful, bringing the manners back. And it really was like a, a restart and it, mm-hmm. it's been much better without it. And how, how do you, because you're clearly diligent about teaching your children that this kindness and, and respectful language and that kind to not just adults, but also each other, right? What, what do they do when they're like, but my friend, like what, they're not being taught that. Like, how do you, how do we sort of combat that if not everybody's playing by the same rules? I don't, it's hard because even Sometimes, you know, everybody in the old movies too, there was always that one kid that was like the mean kid, but everybody has a reason for why they're feeling Mm -hmm. the way they are. It's not just that 
they're being brought up like this or the parents are teaching that it's they have a reason for for why they're acting the way that they are and i think if everybody goes into situations with a more kind heart of understanding that maybe they're having a bad day i mean i don't know about mm. you but there's days where my world could be falling apart around me and i might not hold the door open and then afterwards I'm like oh sugar mm. i should have held that door <laughs> so you know it's not so much that i'm trying to show him this is how you do it and even if he says you know my friend wasn't nice to me today i say to him okay well sometimes friends have bad days but mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that you should change who you are. Mm. So I still want you to be kind. And if it gets out of hand or if it's really starting to hurt your feelings, then you need to turn to your teacher or your parents or somebody that you can talk to to try to help you fix the situation. Mm -hmm. But I never put it as a negative on somebody else. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. At least in a one-time deal, like you said, like yeah. a pattern, then then maybe the kid is a bully, right? Like maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's yeah. inevitable. Mm -hmm. Right. So for the toddler books, I'm really intrigued about the manners for toddlers. Like how do you teach a two-year-old or a three-year-old how to be nice? So they're all interactive. So um, it's an interactive series. I have The Mind Monster which talks about kids who are always saying mine and not mm -hmm. wanting to share. And I give them three situations. So the first one is Ellie's mom's taking using Ellie's blanket on the couch. Ellie didn't need the blanket. Ellie didn't want the blanket, but it was hers. So she went to go run and scream mine. And it was just a fun, interactive way of mm -hmm. stopping the mind monster. Mm -hmm. We jump up and down, we turn, we clap three times, and then we ask ourselves, okay, so what could Ellie say to ask for the blanket instead of just pulling it off mom's lap? Like, what could she have done better? And they'll say, please. And mm. you'll be surprised. Every single kid, no matter how many author visits I do, no matter if they're having a bad day or a good day, they all know the word please. Mm. So they all jump up and they say, oh, please. So then the second situation is Jordan and his dad. There's one cookie left <laughs> and Jordan's not near the table, but the dad goes to eat the cookie. And Jordan comes running over, mine, mine, mine. And, you know, we stop, we do the jumping, we do the clapping. And then we ask, you know, what could Jordan say to try to share that cookie instead of just taking it from his dad? And, you know, they will give me sentences, but in there, in the book is actual sentence too that we, that we give, but mm. please, or, you know, let's share. And the third test are two siblings mm -hmm. that are playing together. And the one sibling wants to come in and it's the third sibling and they want to take the toys away because they're not playing with them. So, you know, you think to yourself, okay, how many times has that happened where two kids are playing together? One's watching it. Mm -hmm. They're mad. They're not interacting with them. So they come over and they just destroy the game. So, or the toy that hasn't been touched for months suddenly yes. becomes the center That's of exactly everybody's world. Right. Yeah. So they, um, you know, we talk about different situations with that in the author visits and we say, you know, um, what can we say? They always come back with please. They always come back with let's share. They always come back with um, we can play a new game all together. So it's funny to hear their responses to things that in every day they would react the way the mind monster is mm -hmm. reacting, but they're trying to think of different ways to handle it. Absolutely. Right. And I love that you sort of kinetically put it into their bodies where they jump or they clap or they do something like physical like that to kind of, you know, get it out. And then and then they use their words. I like that. Yeah. Uh, I Again, my son is like my uh, <laughs> my spark in everything because <laughs> trying to, you know, trying to reason with a five year old is it's hard. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they don't always 
see the reasoning behind it. But if you turn it into something silly where the situation becomes less mm-hmm. serious, mm-hmm. then the they start really it. thinking about what's going on. And you said you have two of two of those, two managed yes. books? So mm-hmm. the second one is The Whiny Werewolf. And that's <laughs> all about shaking away the wines. Because, I mean, <laughs> all the wines for every question that they've asked. It's just, I want a snack. And, mm. you know, so it was different situations where um, one werewolf didn't want to, was hungry. Mm-hmm. So we talked about how, why they're whining is because they were, they waited too long to eat. They're a little bit hungry. What can we do to fix that? Um, the second one was the child was fighting going to bed. And mm. instead of just going straight to bed, they wanted to hear a story. So they started whining for a story. So we talked about that. And then the third one, I always bring back to friends because that's so important is to, you know, is to realize that you don't have to be friends with everybody, mm. but you need to at least respect each other. So at the end of it, they, um, they're fighting over the same toy again. And then they realized it was more fun to share together than it was to sit there and whine and fight with mm. mm-hmm. each other. I think that's um, I a lesson with- that's hard for even k- older kids to learn, right? Like you yeah. don't have to be friends with everybody, but let's be nice. Yeah. Yes. That's just, um, it's something that, you know, I'm even trying to teach my five-year-old. It's just, mm-hmm. you don't have to love every single person in the room, but you have to respect every single person. In the room. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, but my third one is going to be yucky Yeti. And it's Ooh. about um, <laughs> Yetis who are picky eaters. That is, that's Sorry a good one. That. I know. I mean, our, every episode I've ever done about picky eating is one of, they're always our more, you know, like popular um, episodes because it's hard, right? I mean, it, it is, it is so hard to figure out like what, what to do about that. And so do you have a plot line yet? Or are you working on that still? Yeah. So actually um, I had reached out to my following in my email list and I had sent them my little, I usually do like a little rhyme for the, for the moving and the joking. Mm-hmm. And I said, what are you guys thinking about this? Do you think it needs to be tweaked? How are we feeling? And what we're going to do is, you know, I'm still going to do the silly things to get them to take a bite. And mm-hmm. then you, they're going to rate it. If you like it, give it a thumbs up. Ah. If you didn't like it, you're going to give it a thumbs down. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're happy that you tried it. It's trying mm-hmm. something new. So there's going to be two situations where they like the new food that they tried and they now they can add it to their menu. Mm-hmm. And then there's going to be one situation where they didn't like what they tried but they didn't yell they didn't scream they didn't throw the food they were just like you know what i really didn't like this mm-hmm. can i try something else mm-hmm. so it, they handled it in a different way using their manners instead of just getting angry freaking out yeah right oh i love that i love that you've got the monster theme going too with the yeti and the werewolf <laughs> and you. and i also love that you are able to leverage your audience and and be able to ask you know what what do you guys think i, I think that's that's such a great interactive way to get the moms involved in in your writing yeah i mean i honestly feel like being a mom is like being a part of the tribe we mm-hmm. all are in it together and we need to work together to try to make things work because what might work for my son might not work for your son Mm -hmm. so you know it's nice to be able to say to them okay this is what i'm thinking Mm -hmm. would this would this work for your kid too or is it just mine Mm so it's it's nice to have this little community that i've created through the years absolutely in fact my last podcast was with a woman who's written a book about the tribe and helping each other it was actually an episode about mom rage and how we can help each other with that rage i mean you you were talking about a little bit before where we're crabby and you know we get angry and then we say things and it's like "Ah." but you're right we need to leverage each other for sure to to help with all of this it's hard and and often you know like you said when you're the first time mom and you're trying to do things 
perfectly and and not mess the kid up and put him in the therapy forever right we we don't know what to do and it, it's nice to leverage each other um like that awesome well that is those are fantastic so a little bit tell me a little bit more about you know what what you're also experiencing with the in the classroom with your kids um besides manners i mean i i know there's there's also teaching empathy and and why do we need to teach that to each other or to our children piggybacking on what i had said before it's just think of it this way as we're as us as adults if you're walking through a store as crazy as it sounds how much even just a smile from somebody passing by Mm. kind of brings a little warmth into you Mm -hmm. whether we even notice it or agree with it or not but you know just those little acts of kindness i'm not saying you know you have to go out and you need to change the world and Mm -hmm. but you know changing somebody's day by just shooting a little smile or understanding that maybe the bully is the way that they are because they are going through something, Mm -hmm. you know, that comes back into why we try not to judge somebody without really getting to see the bigger picture, but Mm -hmm. not saying at the same time that anybody should stand for anything. Absolutely not. And my son knows that like, if it becomes too excessive, he has to, he has to put his foot down. He has to tell people enough boundaries, right? There are definitely boundaries we should not cross, but Mm -hmm. we shouldn't just go straight in with our backs up ready to fight without realizing everybody has a heart and right. we don't know what that heart's feeling. It is hard, especially, I mean, that's, that's our nature, right. Is to, to sort of fight or flight. Right. And, and, and it, it's hard, especially with a, a young person, a little one where you're trying to reason with them to say, Hey, hold on. You know, maybe they, maybe they're having a bad day. Maybe something's going on, you know, and, and that it's a, it's a, it's a pretty complex concept, I think, to, to try to teach, especially the young ones. Right. Yeah, definitely. You know, because most of the time, even at their age, when they are, I mean, like five, I said, is very just a sweet, innocent age. And if somebody is being mean, nine out of 10 times, that kid is hungry. Mm -hmm. He's tired. Mm -hmm. He doesn't know how to express how he's feeling. So he's just taking it out on whatever. He's jealous Mm -hmm. that his best friend yesterday isn't playing with him today. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of variables when they're that young. What? But when we turn to my nine and 10 year olds, you know, it's, it's different. That's not the variable. There's, there's underlining things that are making them feel sad or, mm-hmm. you know, something's going on. They're starting to feel those emotions that we mm-hmm. feel the jealousy and liking somebody and your first crush, all of that is happening in that mm-hmm. grade. Oh and it's just a lot of trying to figure yourself out. Mm-hmm. So the importance of the empathy, especially with them is, to not have your first reaction be a fight. You mm-hmm. don't want your whole entire life, everyone you first meet to just think this is you, mm-hmm. you know, because you could be an incredible person. Mm-hmm. But if you're coming in with your backup all the time, it's going to be hard for people to see the real you underneath. Absolutely. And, you know, I like to always make sure that the content is evergreen, but I do think that there is a, a situation that we've faced with the the masking of our kids, right? Where, where they were sort of physically like cut off from those facial cues and things. I mean, do you think, do you agree with that? Do you, did you see that change over, you know, before we were masked and after? The smile was harder, but my son turned it into a wave. So, you know, even though we would go into the food store with masks on, you know, you would still see that elderly woman in the down the aisle waving. Or mm-hmm. I just think also as horrible as that was, and, you know, you can't sugarcoat how that kind of had to change a couple of things too. But 
there was still the empathy in the eyes. Like as you walked past people, even though you couldn't see their smile, you saw their eyes kind of glisten a little. So I just think if you can showcase your empathy and showcase your kindness, it can show through any mask that you Mm -hmm. wear. Mm -hmm. Great. That's a great way to say it. Thank you. I like that a lot. Well, um, before I let you go or before I have you tell us uh, about, you know, where else to find you and where to, where to find your books and everything. um, What else do you think people need to know about just teaching managed for our children? What's the, what's the big takeaway? Be patient. Mm. Be Mm -hmm. patient. Uh, There's going to be days where that whiny werewolf or that mind monster just eat you up inside, but you know, it's a face and it passes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they're only so little for so long. So True. yeah, <laughs> just be patient. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I, I do like that. You have those labels. Now you can say, are you being a mind monster? Are you, yeah. you know, like <laughs> you can kind of make it into kind of a joke and stuff and see, see if they react and um, oh, well, perfect. Yeah. I like that. Be patient. I mean, that's, that's pretty much sums up motherhood, doesn't it? <laughs> It does. And it's okay to break. No one's going to judge you for your moments of weakness, but don't let them consume you right? because you're doing great. Perfect. 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 Well, Brittany, tell us where uh, people can find out more about you. And of course, we'll add all of that to the show notes to make sure that people can um, click in. Um, If you would like to join my little community, you can subscribe to www.brittanyplumary.com. And that's where I send out my emails, my monthly emails. Um, I am also on social medias, uh, Instagram, Facebook, by Brittany Plumeri. But yeah, and the more so is the newsletters that I send out every month. So if you would like to be a part of hearing what's next and giving your opinion, then that's where you should subscribe. Excellent. Perfect. Great. Well, thanks again so much for coming on the show. Uh, looking for forward to uh, yeah, seeing more, seeing more uh, books c- coming out from you. Thank you. Bye-bye. This has been the Teaching Your Toddler podcast with Mary Jo Tinlin. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you'll find us on our website at teachingyourtoddler.com, as well as on Facebook at Teaching Your Toddler, on Instagram, and on Twitter at Teaching Toddler. So join us again, and I hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you so much.